Hello, I'm Thomas Farley, Mr. Manners, and you are listening to the What Manners Most podcast. One of the things I've been struggling with these past six or so weeks, as we've all been, most of us, sheltering in place, has been how to celebrate milestone events, life events, in the lives of the people who are nearest and dearest to us. And my heart particularly goes out to anybody who had a wedding planned for this period of time. One of the most beautiful, memorable days of your life comes completely unraveled because of everything that's going on in the world right now. But there are even smaller occasions. There are birthdays. There are passings. And when I think about where I've been with relation to those milestone events over the last couple of months, I've had a good friend's father pass away. I've had a good, good friend of my own pass away. I've also had a niece who turned 13. I had a nephew who's supposed to be at college celebrating his 19th birthday from home. I've had good friends from college myself who've had birthdays. And how do we uplift those people? How do we console those people who need our comfort when we can't hug them, when we can't be there to to actually help them blow out their birthday candles? This is a challenge. And I know for me, as I'm sure it's been for you, you've come up with clever, creative ways of still making those people in our lives feel special, feel valued, even from a distance, through, whether it's through a video call, whether it's through, I love these, these beeping birthdays where people go by and they do a little beeping parade outside the home, just a, a way of showing our love and support. I must say, though, I was on Instagram last week, and a woman who used to write for me when I was at Town & Country, and she's now a Broadway producer, her friends celebrated her birthday in a way that was so wonderfully delightful and over the top and unexpected, even for her and her friends apparently are quite creative, that I thought, this is a story. I want to hear about how this all came together. And I think after you hear about Sally Horchow's very special birthday, if you're not inspired, I don't know what's going to inspire you because this is a birthday that she will long remember and I wasn't even there, and I will long remember it too. So let's talk to Sally Horchow and find out how she celebrated her birthday, and perhaps there are some ideas in how she did so that will help inspire you. That conversation coming up right after this. Welcome back. As I mentioned, I am so pleased that we are joined today by someone who I first met as a writer when I was an editor at Town & Country, and she was one of my cherished contributors based out in LA, and she'd write the most wonderful stories for me for my column on the town. And she has now gone so far beyond that realm, and she's producing some of the biggest shows on Broadway. It's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast Sally Horchow. Thank you so much. Hello. Sally, so you're from Dallas originally. You split your time between New York and L.A., You were saying just a little bit earlier before we get on the line that you've been pretty much hunkering down in Los Angeles for the duration. That's right. Yeah. I left New York in sort of late February when things were just starting to get crazy. And I've been here in LA ever since. And I feel grateful to be here. I mean, we're able to go outside and, but it's this own version of the crazy. So what really 
sparked my interest in having, and by the way, we have not spoken in, gosh, it's at least 10 years. We've been connected on social media as so many of us are, but we haven't actually seen each other or had a live conversation either on the phone or face-to-face. So this is such a treat. We've been following each other on on all of our various travels and new adventures after our time at Town & Country. That's right. That's right. And I think what really struck me as I was looking at your Instagram feed, which is always so much fun, you just celebrated a birthday. And as anyone who's celebrating any kind of a momentous occasion during this lockdown period, you have to get a little bit creative. And when you posted how your friends celebrated your birthday, I said, this is an episode. I need to hear more about this. So could you just give us a little bit of background about this this crazy posse of friends that you have and what you do to celebrate one another's birthdays in a normal year? I always like to have some kind of interesting or usually quite big creative gathering. I've done all kinds of kooky themed parties. I had my 40th birthday with party was called Burning Woman. And it was a <laughs> Burning Man themed party on Catalina Island where we burned a big female statue like they do at Burning Man, although I've never been to Burning Man. That's uh-huh. as close as I got to it. <laughs> and I've had a I've had a scavenger hunt through the metro when it first opened in Los Angeles. All kinds of crazy stuff. My 45th birthday party was in New Orleans. I did a second line parade in the French Quarter, and I just love to celebrate it. This year I was meant to have a big 50th birthday celebration in Dallas, and it was sort of an 80s theme, and it, uh, I was going to transform this place into my nightclub called Club SH50. <laughs> and so that party was supposed to happen this coming weekend, and I would be in Dallas right now getting ready for it. And so I'm still very connected to my close, dear girlfriends from that I grew up with in Dallas, and we're all 1970s babies who were turning 50 this year. And so We've been trying to celebrate everybody's birthday as they went along by taking trips together or at least having some kind of special celebration. And in the last week, there were two others in my group that had birthdays just like mine. And so we've been we've been making do during this during the coronavirus. Um, and my boyfriend John, who lives in New York most of the time, is here with me, and he was trying to figure out what he was going to do about it, knowing that I was going to want to make a big deal of it, but wanting to surprise me in some way. And so he reached out to all those Dallas girls and all of my extended friends who I had invited to the big birthday party in Dallas and asked them to create anything sort of on video for me. And he pointed out to them that what I was missing most was my connections to all these people. And it really is. Mm. That's been the the hardest thing for me is just, I feel like most of my life, my professional life is in the theater, which is this live experience. It's all about connections. And so John asked everybody if they would kindly reach out to me in some way. And the best way would be to do something on video. So some of my friends are filmmakers. And I mean, Many of them are very creative, and they were utterly inspired. I woke up in the morning on the day of my birthday and received a video from my sisters who are in Dallas who dressed themselves up in early 80s aerobic garb, put the (laughs) Jane Fonda workout video on in the background, and shot this hilarious video for me about how they were preparing for my birthday party for next year. (laughs) Another friend sent me a fully like produced Blondie video to gonna get you get you get you that song uh-huh. which had dissolved from one woman to the next it was all shot right in front of her house because of course you can't go far and all that and that song um, that song so properly that's uh one way or another one way or another about, right exactly. so they're gonna celebrate it's, with you one way or another that's right that's right actually people were very 
funny about the the songs that they chose with the lyrics that were appropriate. Another friend did a Top Gun tribute that was like together with Tom Cruise in the movie. It looked like she, and she was dressed as Kelly McGillis, and it was just it was Take My Breath Away, which was great, and said I take you Take My Breath Away, which was great. And then the great thing about it was these videos kept coming all day long. The Dallas girls, two that live in Los Angeles, came over and surprised me, and I was still in my pajamas in the morning with socially distant cupcakes <laughs> from sprinkles. And then the whole thing culminated at the end of the day with this enormous Zoom call with hundreds of people on it. And as I said, again, like I got to see, I mean, even if it was chaotic and you didn't really get to talk to anybody, which probably would have been like the party a little bit. Right, yes. <laughs> I got to see faces that I haven't seen in so long. My roommate from college was on the call and other people and their kids jumped in. And it was just, it was incredible. It really ended up being the best birthday I've ever had. This is a birthday you are never going to forget. I can only no. imagine. Well, a lot of people said this, you're never going to forget this because we're having this horrible moment and so many people are suffering and we're all inside and we can't connect with each other and it's one you're never going to forget or that you'll want to forget kind of thing. But it really was incredibly memorable in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Now, I want to hear a little bit more about this, but I also want to take a step back because I imagine people are hearing this and thinking, how in the world does one person have so many creative friends that they're doing music videos and all these outfits? And we should mention that you, among others, you've worked with Conan O'Brien, you've worked with Steven Spielberg, you now stage Broadway productions. Could you tell us a little bit about your background, Sally, in the realm of entertainment and what excites you about productions big and small? I'm sitting in my office right now, which is a my Broadway New York themed office. I have playbill wallpaper. So there's playbills all around me. And um, growing up, I, uh, I did grow up in Dallas, but my family would always go once a year to New York and see a show. And my dad was played the piano. His mother was a concert pianist and Gershwin had played his piano as a child and, and he produced musicals as well. So we were always very connected to the theater. And after doing lots of different things, I ended up working as a Broadway producer and theater producer about 10 years ago now. But it's less about the putting on of the show, even though that's that's the job, whether it's producing a show or a party, and more about the connections that people make in the theater or in the room or in at the table and that kind of thing. That's always been what really drives me. And so once again, like that's why this period is so hard and weird Yes, because it's about the experience of seeing something live and your relationship to the actors on the stage, also the person next to you, the person you experience it with, the delicious conversation you get to have afterwards about it, all of that. My dad and I actually wrote a book about friendship and it, it was the subtitle was 70 Simple Rules for Making Meaningful Connections. And I think that what we're learning during this period is that there are lots of ways beyond the things that have driven me my whole life, these live connections, these live experiences, whether it's theater or sitting around a table with someone or creating a creating a big crazy party yes. that that will still allow us to continue to connect with each other in a meaningful way. And I think that's like what the lesson needs to be from this time is like, let's figure out all the ways in which we can connect with people and make you have to make do. Well, now you clearly with this particular set of friends, so it's more or less 10 of you, 10 women who've been friends. The 10 for... women from Dallas. Yeah. That those are our, my, that I grew up with in Dallas and some of which I've known, some of whom I've known since birth and that weekly Zoom call that we've been having outside of the birthdays just during the lockdown 
has really been amazing. They're a great group. Yes. I'm so lucky to have them. What do you think is the secret to, and I'm fortunate, I don't have a group of friends quite as long as what you've just described. I do have a super, super tight group of friends from college. And in fact, coincidentally, completely coincidentally, we celebrated a, a Zoom birthday call right before this call with you. It was not nearly as elaborate or impressive as yours, but it was it was wonderful and it was poignant. I'm so curious. So you mentioned you had, was it two or three birthdays in quick succession within the last week or two? How do you, as this group, as this posse, how do you, whether it's non-corona times or corona times, how do you keep this fresh and interesting from celebration to celebration, especially when they're all so jammed up one after the other like that? You have to be thoughtful about who the person is that you're celebrating. I think the key in virtual times, I would just say, is is figuring out the way to make it the most manageable for the person who's being celebrated. Maybe the birthday is just a great way to find a reason right now to kind of celebrate each other. I've had a couple other Zoom group, Zoom calls for people's birthdays, and you talk about etiquette and manners and things on your show and in your writing and on your appearances. And But one of the things that I find is, is just an unspoken rule from the very beginning on these birthday calls is that you don't talk about the grossness of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You just don't touch it. Keep it light. And then again, back to sort of being thoughtful about the person that you're celebrating. You just you just focus on that person. One thing you can't do virtually is have somebody feed you a cake. You mentioned the, the Sprinkles cupcakes. I'm curious, what flavor cupcake was it? Because you were a guest judge on Cupcake Wars. Oh, my gosh. People's kids see the rerun of it. They're like, God, that's your friend Sally. She's on <laughs> Cupcake Wars. I was a guest judge on Cupcake Wars. My favorite cupcake and cake flavor remains and always has been red velvet with yes. cream cheese frosting. Uh-huh. Delicious. Because I'm a southern girl. Delicious. My sisters ordered a Caroline's cake, which is from a place in the South. They're famous for their multi-layered cake. And so that, unfortunately still remains in the refrigerator and needs to be thrown out immediately because it's, 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 it's bad. It's There's still cupcakes left over too. Past its prime? No, it's, it's not past its prime. It's just I have to stop eating it. Oh. It's bad. Um, <laughs> Send yeah, it to but, me. Oh, Send it to New York. <laughs> yes. When's your birthday, Tom? October. You got a ways to go. It, you know, it was very poignant because, so I, I mentioned to you before we uh, started the interview that I have been doing some birthday Zoom calls with friends, and but the complete opposite end of that spectrum, last week I did a memorial for a friend of mine oh who passed away, not from corona, but completely unexpected, out of the blue, and she and I actually shared a half birthday. And so we would always make a big fuss for one another's birthdays because it was also our own half birthday. So, oh, so it was I'm a really, so sorry. yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was a very poignant, but I, I have to say a really uplifting thing and, and how nice when you think about even a memorial service or a birthday, how difficult it can be to get everybody together when people are scattered around the country. And we really were able to gather the whole posse Regardless of whether they were in Arizona or Florida or New York, everybody was there sharing memories and, and celebrating this life. As, as, we, as we think about all of the special occasions that are coming up over the next couple of months, just seasonally, right? We've got graduations, we've got proms, we've got Mother's Day, we've got Father's Day. 
for those who don't necessarily have the video expertise or the singing abilities or the the creative <laughs> backgrounds that you and, and your friends certainly have, what do you think are some ways that, particularly for the children, or we think are, are the really, you know, whether you're a young child or a teenager who are really feeling like they're being left out of important milestones of their lives, what are some ways that we can celebrate them and make sure that they don't feel like they're missing out? I have been really into the old-fashioned U.S. Postal Service. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I've been sending postcards and letters and stuff, but I got a bunch of birthday cards in the mail this time. And everybody has the time to sort of program it in, like, okay, it's a week out. It'll probably take about that long for it to get there. And the best ones were written... Where, where people wrote meaningful things to me in the card, mm-hmm. memories or something, or not just happy birthday. And I'm not sure how that would land necessarily with a child, although they love getting presents. So sending something in the mail, I think that anything that's personalized is also incredible. And I've also been making use of the Etsy platform because there are all these small businesses and these small business owners who are able to create things in their own home and send them out using the U.S. mail, priority mail. And they're so grateful that you're using their companies. They can continue to work and they create personalized things and they can get them done really quickly. It shows your thoughtfulness about who they are and what they like is, I think, the coolest thing. One friend did the neatest thing. This I want to tell you one more, one really cool uh, gift idea during this time. A friend was celebrating her husband's 50th birthday about a month ago, and she had everybody buy old 33 and 45 records. She bought him a record player okay. for uh-huh. his birthday, uh-huh. and everybody sent a record that either reminded them of, this, of her husband or, or was a special something between them or a song that had something to do with where they knew each other from or just something that they thought was special and fun or cool to create this record collection for him. And I thought that was such a neat idea. That's a great idea. I might need to borrow that. That's really, yeah. Isn't that good? Very, very clever. And then what they need to do is they need to have a big old dance party where they play all those songs where everybody's together. Exactly. Well, I am looking forward to two things. I'm looking forward to seeing what does come out of this and what comes out of it for you creatively and business wise. And I'm also looking forward to hearing how you celebrate your 50th birthday when you can do it in person with all of your friends. (laughs) I have a feeling both are going to be absolutely wonderful. (laughs) Well, you are so great to have me on to talk about it all. I mean, it's so fun to relive it even a week later. And one thing that may change is I might not want to have that big party next year to celebrate my 50th. Mm -hmm. Something about what happened last week, the magic of all that may have changed my history, my historical birth, huge birthday celebrations might, might be changing for the future, which is great. When my dad turned 50, he started, he said he was going to start counting backwards. So maybe I'll just do that. <laughs> that sounds wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sally, talking about counting backwards, I feel like even though it has been surely at least 10 years since we've spoken, I feel like no time has passed at all. And I just, I agree. Really want to thank you for your time and and sharing of your story and and I think in this moment of anxiety and fear the importance of celebrating occasions and and reconnecting whether it's a friend that you talk to on Zoom every week or a friend that you haven't spoken to in ten years I think it's it's really vital and and I just want to thank you so much again for coming on the show. Well, Tom, thank you so much and also thank you for your contribution to the world of etiquette and manners and things. That was something that I was so glad to see that you had taken all of that 
so beautifully because I have always believed, and I think you do too, from what I hear you talk about in so many different realms, is that all of these things, whether how we celebrate or how we communicate with each other, all of these things, these rules, you can call them just sort of rules to live by, they're all about thoughtfulness. They're all about making people feel comfortable. Yes. And and that's why they were always set in motion. And they started out by coming down by a finger-wagging grandmother mm-hmm. telling you to write your thank you notes. Yes. But in the end, it always makes the person on the other end of it feel good and for you to feel good about it. And so I think it's just perfect that you're talking about celebrations in the context of your Mr. Manners. And I think you do a great job of it. And it's it's something we should all remember when we think about the shoulds in in our life in that realm. You know what? It's not something I can do on my own. I need plenty of great people who share similar beliefs and cling not to those fussy rules, which frankly may have their place in some quarters. But as you said, it's all about making people feel comfortable and feeling good about who they are. I think that that's truly one of the best gifts we can give anybody we encounter, whether it's a stranger or a good friend. So thank you for that. It truly is. Thank you so much, Tom. Great to talk to you. Likewise, Sally. Thank you. I'll be back with some closing thoughts coming right up. In the meantime, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, I'd be so honored if you would. Astronaut and the late great senator from the state of Ohio, John Glenn, once said, there is still no cure for the common birthday. (laughs) Well... I think we have definitively found our cure for the common birthday. Not for the coronavirus, not yet, definitely for the common birthday. What Sally's friends did to ensure that her special occasion did not go unremarked was nothing short of outlandish, yes, over the top, yes, and wonderful. And I think although not all of us may be Broadway producers or have friends in Hollywood, It's serving for me to be an opportunity to think of the creative ways I can continue to celebrate the people whose birthdays are going to be anything but common, anything but normal. Let's use this opportunity. Most of us have a little bit of extra downtime on our hands. Let's use this opportunity to do some advanced planning and think about A, how we're going to celebrate the milestones of the people who are in quarantine and sheltering in place, and B, and I think this is this is most exciting for me, how are we going to bring that message to the post-corona world? How are we going to ensure that we simply don't like a birthday post on Facebook or text someone HBD and think that that suffices for a birthday greeting? What are the ways that we can continue to make these occasions for the loved ones in our lives meaningful, wonderful, and yes, anything but common? Thank you so much for listening and being a part of this journey as we discover what manners most.